listening to Salam Doll, the podcast where Muslim women don't fit the stereotypes, we break them. I'm your host, Zara Pedersen. You can find this episode and the full archive of all the episodes on zarapedersen.com. Welcome to the show. Salam Doll, it's your girl Zara here. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I have got a quick announcement to make before we get started with the actual show today. And that is that after Ramadan, instead of getting a new show every Wednesday, you'll be getting a show every other Wednesday or a new episode every other Wednesday. So I launched at the beginning of this year and my intention was, as it has been, to do one episode every week. Now, what I didn't consider or take into consideration is the amount of work it actually takes when you do interview podcasts in terms of editing, finding people to interview, setting up dates for them to, you know, meet up and do the interview, doing all the social media work, scheduling the podcast, doing all the writing, making sure that everybody's got the right information, the intros, the pictures, the bios, everything like that it's so much work going on when you set up a podcast like this and alhamdulillah it's been such an amazing experience to learn all these new things and also to learn um, to get to know all these amazing women from around the world however and this is the downside I have been putting so much of my focus onto my podcast that I've kind of been neglecting some of the other things that I've been working on. And that is good and bad. I mean, it's good in that, you know, it's been, I've been able to really focus on setting up this podcast, which has been such a dream of mine for a while now. If you've, if you know the backstory of it, you can go back and listen to the very first episode if you're curious or haven't heard it yet. Um, So that's been quite amazing in that sense. The downside is that some of the other things obviously also still has to be done. My book's going to be launching in five weeks time from now I have also got a contract for the sequel I am working on the sequel but I find myself getting distracted uh, by a lot of things including the podcast so I'm going to backtrack a little bit is it called backtrack no scale back Uh, apologize scale back a little bit on the amount of episodes that I'm putting out so that I can better focus on also getting everything else done at the same time And although I do feel a little bit hesitant about doing it, you know, having to only do two episodes every month instead of four, I do also know that because I am a one man band, you know, I'm the one who's recording everything. I'm the one who's editing everything. I'm the one who writes everything. I'm the one who does like I'm I'm doing everything. (laughs) I don't have an assistant or anybody who's helping me with it. And I'm not complaining. It's such a good way to learn to do a lot of these things. It, it just means that I have to be very, very clever and smart about how I manage my time and how much I put into each of my projects up until the time when inshallah one day I'll be able to hire an assistant and then all I have to think about is just, you know, do like record the episodes and then I can delegate to somebody else who can then take it from there and do the rest of it. Then maybe at that point I can look into um, getting more episodes every month. But that's what I wanted to say. So after Ramadan, inshallah, will be uh will be when we start doing only two episodes a month i hope to be able to continue to deliver um, high quality podcasts with exciting muslim women for you guys and that you'll continue to listen in with all of that being said i am so excited to introduce to you guys today's guest lish 2x 
Lish2x is a Muslim hip hop artist who's performed alongside artists like Lil Kim, G Units Kid Kid, Fred the Godson, and so much more. In 2020, she was branded the Harlem Halal Gal on hip hop's roster when she came out with her Not Savage, her Muslim remix of Meg's hit Savage. Lish is currently making noise with her new release of her first EP, Covered Girl, which is available for download and streaming on all major platforms. Sis, you do not want to sleep on this hijabi diva. I can't wait for you guys to meet her. So here is Lish. Lish, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Alhamdulillah. No complaints. Ramadan ready. Bismillah. <laughs> yes, exactly. As we're sitting down to record this, we're literally the day before, you know, Ramadan is predicted to, you know, begin. So, you know, anticipations are high. The excitement is high. The anxiety is high. It's all up there. <laughs> it's, yes, it's all- yes, yes. Well, I'm so, so happy that you agreed to um, do this podcast as well. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're really, really busy. You only just got off an airplane like a couple of hours ago. I feel like airplanes are like my way of life right now. (laughs) Do you understand how many people are so envious of you right now? Because they're like, oh, what? Why? It's exhausting. It dries your skin out. You get thirsty and parched. It's (laughs) <laughs> yeah but you know it's with the with the lockdown everybody's just like i just want to get on an it i miss it oh <laughs> you know yes, you look like you're going is. somewhere exotic you know <laughs> we're not here to talk about covid though we that are so not right we're gonna get into that <laughs> why not you know what i need to do an episode on it at some point i can't keep avoiding it no but i'd love for you in your own words just to introduce yourself to the listeners well hello salam salam my name is lish like delicious not leash like a dog walking a, being walked on a leash that is not me it's lish um i go by lish 2x now people call me lish two times um <laughs> It's so it's so funny. And um, yeah, I'm a music artist. I also am a plant-based food blogger. I go to a bunch of restaurants, eat their food, and take non-vegans with me and make them eat plant-based food and let them know that you don't have to have meat to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm a music artist, you know, feminine energy coach, something like that. And yes. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, I'm living for it. I'm just like, I, I, you know, I say this in pretty much all my recent podcasts because it's, it's the truth. I met you over on Clubhouse. That's how I saw you on Clubhouse. You were in a room and we were talking about like the conversation was about like feminine energy. And I just, I, I freaking adored your message on that. And I went and I, you know, cyber stalked you a bit. And I was like, oh my God, who is this creature? She's amazing. And then I found your Instagram. Then I found your music and your music. Congratulations with your recent music video as well, by the way. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and I was just, I was just like amazed by you. I was just like, wow, there's a powerhouse of a woman. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. 
Oh, but it's it's from my heart, honestly. I I'm I'm just in awe of you and everything that you're doing. And I just I I just got also I have to be real. You know, I was so curious. I was so curious because it is very rare a that you see you know female Muslim musicians and artists, um, in particular like rappers. Yes, that yeah. part. Yeah, that like part. speak into that. Speak into it. You know what? It's 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 like people want to always put us in a box. It's like they hold Muslim women especially to the highest standard, as they should, because we are of the highest level of civility. But I won't go boasting so much on that. Um, so what it is is that I tell people before I'm Muslim, before I'm woman, the first thing people see is that I am Black, then a woman, then Muslim, the hijab is like the last thing noticed. And as a black person, hip hop is embedded in our culture in the States, especially, and, and particularly in New York City, you know, and I live in New York City. So that's a part of our culture. You know what I mean? To embed that into who you are. Then it's like, okay, you're a woman. So I speak from a feminine perspective, although I do often speak about you know, street things and like various topics. And then my Islam try is what keeps me in this dignified box of not trying to be like the other women artists that are out there. So there's like many different components to my artistry. Um, black woman that is Muslim, not a Muslim rapper. That's what a lot of people try to say, but I'm like, but if you listen to this new EP that I just released, it doesn't, you don't know that I'm Muslim unless you necessarily catch the alibs or if you know specifically what I'm speaking on. But yeah. Yeah, no, and I love that. That that last point you just made, you know, and I think that's that's one of the things I think makes you so interesting because I was also like listening into your lyrics and I'm like, I wouldn't have known. Like, I wouldn't have known. I gotta be real. I would okay. not have noticed, you know, but 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 obviously, like I met you in a different base so to speak you know and my my, my thing with that is and it's something that I've that I've also spoken to a couple of other guests around on the podcast is this um maybe this expectation that we put on ourselves as women and as Muslims in general that whenever we go out and do something we need to represent you know okay. Muslim all the time right and it's not that we're not proud of representing but also sometimes it's like but I just want to come out as a human first as a creative first as a woman first or something else do you know what I mean right 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 the hijab comes last in my book yeah because... so it's like in, in terms of your artistry right mm. exactly you know what I mean and I know that I push the envelope a lot with the things that I say the things that I do I definitely push the envelope but I try to keep it very tasteful mm. and I think that's also what kind of differs um me from not only just other music artists but other so-called Muslim artists because one person said to me like you know you're gonna have a hard time marketing to Muslims because Muslims like you to be corny you know what I mean? They want you to almost be cheesy. They want you to come out in a jilbab and talk about like spiritual things sometimes. And mm. they want you to talk about, you know what I mean? I am a wife and a mommy. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like they, it's like they want you to kind of borderline be corny 
or they want to just shun it all together. And then the outside world sees you and they don't know how to receive you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's an interesting space to be in, but I think that I'm holding my own pretty well. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you do it, you do so very unapologetically, which is very admirable as well. Cause I can only imagine you know, what, what people might come to you with, you know, like I, I, you know, like people have so many opinions. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And sometimes yeah. it's like, I didn't ask for it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Kylie. Yes, yeah. exactly. But so I can only imagine, and, and I think you're doing it so well and you're doing it so unapologetically, which is so inspiring. And I think that's the way you have to do it because the moment you start sort of apologizing for it or, or like becoming a bit timid in your message and the way that you put yourself forward is the, is the day that, you know, quote unquote, quote unquote, they won. You know, <laughs> when you start like feeling like you have to look in a specific way. And I think that's the thing with, with the question. And I think you answered it so well, you know, it's like there's this expectation that you have to look a, a certain way. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm wondering for you, was there a moment when you felt inclined to go that direction yourself or felt like, oh, maybe it is too much to just stand sort of in my own all the time and doing it my way when you say go into that way, like meaning like the way other female rappers carry yeah. themselves, or yeah, your light a bit, just wrap more around Islam, and you know, I don't know, like <laughs> I definitely have been pulled in different directions, and I've tried it, and it just doesn't really work for me. It's not authentic. So when it comes to me to speak as a Muslim and as a Muslim woman, I do it. Mm. I don't hold it back because I'm scared of people not relating. I do it. But when I'm just making music, when I'm with my producers and I'm in the studio, I'm just making music. You know what I mean? Like I write when I'm driving in the car by myself and a beat is playing and I'm listening to tracks and some, the words come to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not overthinking and say, I want this song to be about this and I have to force my, the devil is a lie. No, I don't. And And again, I thought about going more in the Islamic direction, but the reality is that puts you in a very limited box. And the reality is that I'm not that girl. Like if you look at certain singers, like Ain't Afraid, like I think that those girls are great. You know, they they wear their gel babs and all that kind of stuff. But like the reality is I don't wear gel babs. Mm. You know what I mean? The reality yeah. is I don't, I don't, I'm not into that. Like when I look at them, I look like, oh, they could make a lot of money if they went the Disney route. They could make a lot of money if they went the Nickelodeon. I'm not them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. to be honest, the reality is when I was out in the world, I hung out with girls like Cardi B, including her. You understand what I'm saying? Like mm. I hung out with those type of people. I'm not going to act like I'm all holier than thou as if those type of people are beneath me. Because the reality is a lot of my friends still are vixens and other hip hop artists who are the opposite of what I represent. Mm. And I'm a firm believer that I don't have to condemn a dirty glass. You just merely present a clean one. And any sane person is going to choose to drink from whichever they choose, you know, whichever is more appealing. And then when it comes to the Islamic route, it's just that it's so limited. And the reality is Muslims make up the smallest portion of my support system. You know what I mean? 
my supporters, that people who repost my music, who share it on their platforms, who have a lot of followers, these are not Muslim people. In fact, I have Muslim friends in real life that have never commented under a single YouTube video, that have never posted a single video to their page. I'm not mad at them for it because they don't want to, they don't have to, but it's just the reality is when people question me about my circles and why I am where I am, I'm like, well, you say what you want about them and their lifestyles and all that kind of stuff, but these are my supporters and these are real women outside of whatever they look like, however they dress, whatever they talk about in their music or in, in, on their platforms. These are real women. These are wives as well. These are, these are women. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I feel like I'm trying, if anything, I feel like I'm trying to appeal more to women. I don't know why men seem to be more, like if I look at my demographics, for some reason, it's always like 68% male, 30 something percent female. And I'm always like, but why? I don't get it. Oh, girl, this I can I I have my theories. You know, I have my theories. But but I, like, I don't got the booms out. I don't got no. I don't, you know what? It's, you don't necessarily. But I think though, this is just my personal opinion with these things. That sometimes when we as women and Muslims speak up and we do things a little bit differently, a lot of other of our female peers can become quite threatened by it. Not to say jealous, because I hate when people say, oh, they're just jealous of you, because it's not necessarily jealousy, it's the threatened, like, oh, that's, dare I, you know, <laughs> can I, you know, is, is this okay for me to, to like or associate with or publicly support or something? I think there's just so much right now where people have a lot of, um, they feel threatened by a lot of people who who do go more progressively out there than than they do. So that's just a personal opinion, obviously. That is not something where I'm like, oh, this is, you know, God told me this in a dream. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. not <laughs> no, 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 that's definitely a huge part of it because, you know, brothers don't get the same type of slack that sisters do sometimes. You know what I mean? Like if you listen to people like Kevin Gates and stuff, he'll in the same song of Allah, Akbar, and only Allah can judge, it'll be be this and anywhere that and it's yeah. like so so brothers are not held at that standard and it's okay because as women we are the first teachers to the next generation so I proudly take on the responsibility but women are definitely a lot more threatened and women not only that we're just our I think some of the catty nature in general it's like let me see how far she goes with this and then I'll act like a day one because I've been watching her from day one like I have people who I know watch every single story and they'll respond when I put up like a meme or something random and I'll be like okay <laughs> that was random like yeah, I don't know, yeah. but it is what it is. Like, you know, I, I, I just remind myself that I'm in a lane of my own proudly mm -hmm. and that I just have to be consistent mm -hmm. and I just have to make sure that my product that I'm producing is good. And it is. And it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I, I really, I love what you were saying before, you know, is, you know, well, first of all, I'm just going to steal one of the things that you said, you know, not condemn the dirty glass, but bring the, bring a clean one. Right. You know, I love that. So I don't know where you got that from. If it was just like the creativity of you coming out there. I love that saying, and I'm going to steal it just a heads up. Okay. So if you see me Feel saying that on Instagram. There's no such thing as an original thought. It's already been out there. <laughs> no, but I love it. I absolutely love it because I really also wanted to know 
within your industry as you said you know the you know you you hang out in crowds that are not necessarily mostly muslim and how do you get the two to sort of meet in a way that because i think a lot of people would feel like well you can't get them to align you know because there is so much you know um nudity in the music industry today there's so much around sex and and drink and uh, you know all the things that we as muslims shouldn't really be partaking in and all these things but obviously being in that industry doesn't mean that you're a part of it but how do you make it align with your religious beliefs as well i make it align because i go to what serves me and I sit out of things that are just a big no. And I dance on that line a lot. Like for instance, if I decide to go out to a nightclub venue, usually it's because it's a networking situation or like it's it's a big it's something big going on. I don't go out just so I can say I was outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't um and when I go to these events and like it, it makes me feel proud when like my girlfriend hops in front of me like, oh, no, 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 she doesn't drink, just pineapple juice. And, and like, oh, it makes so me cute, feel yeah. good because I'm still like, and I'm still turned up, what? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm still, mm-hmm. I like to the, the <laughs> You know, so it's, it, to me, it's like, I'm who I am. I wear what I wear, like I still wear my hijab. I may switch up how I wear it, but I still do what I do. And it's, it's, for me, I, some people may say like I'm in environments that, oh, as a Muslim, you shouldn't be there. But it's like half of you all work certain jobs you shouldn't be at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you're paying your bills, right? Like, no, mm-hmm. like just have a seat. And if it doesn't serve you, then, you know, you just dismiss it. And if it does serve you or it's going to be a learning process, like I just, it aligns though. It definitely does. Because when my friends tag me or send me reels of mu- Muslim women doing dope things, fully garbed and hijabs and abayas, like, L, they thought of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they don't know who Milam is. You know what I mean? Like, so one time someone sent me like, yo, this girl, uh, I'm like, oh yeah, I know her in real life. Mm. Like, that's yeah. my sis. She's from the nation of Islam. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know, like, but it's, they don't know her. You know what yeah. I mean? We know her because she's in our lane, so to speak. But I think it's cool. Yeah. You know, I like yeah. I like being different. You know, like there's nobody who go when I go to perform somewhere at a show and there might be a roster of other artists, there's no other lish there. There's a bunch of people trying to be Cardi, a bunch of people trying to be Meg, a bunch of people trying to be Rico Nasty or whoever else, but there's only one lish in every room. Yeah, yeah. And that is such a great advantage to have, especially in an industry like music, you know, and I think that's, again, you know, like, as you said, you know, like you're in an industry, it's not for everyone. And some people, you know, you know, just sweep in front of your own door, first of all, because you can work in a like in a grocery market and sell alcohol and whatever else and, and condoms to people to have sex and fornicate outside marriage and whatever. Right. And so who are you to judge? First of all, second of all, you know, um, it's, you know, what you make of the space that you're in as well. Are you persuading others or are others persuading you? Right. Mm. So you're going into a space and you're not allowing that persuasion, but your influence there might be persuading others in a positive way that you don't even realize at this point. Right. So I'm super curious to know how you came into the music industry to begin with. (sighs) 
that is such a compacted question because like so when me myself i came into the music industry it was just me deciding to just start making music and learning my sound because at first when you first start recording music you're all over the place with your sound your tones your cadences you know and i just decided to just get studio time and just start working at it and then finally i came out with this song called no no like hit them with the no no when he say when he say he got no so and that song reached a lot of people i performed it like so I, I put like that song reached the radio in New York City. It reached Shade Forty Five, Sirius XM. Like I was just out there doing a bunch of things, doing a bunch of events, and I feel like I also was like in the urban modeling lane as well. So you get a lot of connections. Like that's how I met like DJ Self and K Slay and you know all these other people. So being in the music industry. Um, came about I want to say actually no I'm lying so the birth the first song I ever really put out was featuring this artist named Kid Kid he used to be signed to G-Unit okay and he was touring with 50 and everybody at the time and I and I got and I was in one of his videos and we became friends and I pushed him like on some please do a song with me I'm broke just do the song <laughs> and he's like all right but you're gonna owe me and and that's how it went. So I put out the song. It was called Fast Money. And then after that song, I put out No No, maybe like either the end of that year or the following year. And I worked on my sound so much since then. The growth, the energy. And I, like performing was just like so natural to me, even though like I've never like had a lot of performance experience before doing music. It's just that when it's time to do it to the song, it's like, ah, yeah, okay, no, <laughs> your swag or whatever. Yeah. It's a character, right? Like you, you, you go into it's like, like you just put on this persona. Mm, mm. is it like we we you know we know that like from the 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 Beyonce Sasha Fierce thing. You know, it's the it's the going into a different space to be able to be that performer, be that character that people want to see that is entertaining. Because obviously, the way you are in your videos and in your music, you can't walk around like that twenty four seven. It's exhausting. But sometimes I do. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's why I don't have that many friends. They're ashamed of me. Oh, honey, I I I, I just think they can't keep up. I mean, that is a lot of energy, honey, and and good for you, by the way. That's really like that's actually very very good to hear that you can. I just assume you know, like it must be so draining, you know. I'm not I'm not like an artist as in creating, but when I go like on my Facebook lives or I'm sitting doing this podcast, I feel I'm a massive introvert anyway, you know. But like I get, you know, I feel I feel the fatigue of quote-unquote performing I can only imagine what it feels like oh, that's exhausting actually huh that's exhausting performing is exhausting yeah. like I performed in Atlanta like two weeks ago and literally I was gonna do a third song but I cut my performance short because I said I don't know if I'm gonna be able to wow these people with the type of energy that last song has so I'd rather just do two songs and end with a bang yeah. Then to do a third song and lose them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was so that now I'm learning. Like, and, and this uh, when you're an artist is also a growth, a learning. Like, I gotta learn how to mix the two, like mix songs together. Like, let's just do 
the hook twice in one verse of this one, mix it into that. Like I'm, it's definitely a growth and a learning curve being an artist of how to preserve your energy and training for it. One of the things, like I study Beyonce a lot because the reality is there is no better entertainer for my generation. You know what I mean? I mean, she's technically older than me. Like she's not really quite my generation, but even still she's, Shotting on Generation X people. There's nobody messing with the type of performer that she is. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I look at a lot of things that she talks about, how she trains and how she works herself. And the reality is, sis, you need to get your behind out there and jog. Yeah. Okay? You got a breath? Jog. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to work on it. Being yeah. an artist is not just about getting in the studio and making songs that possibly sound good. That's only half the battle. But to be able to perform that is everything yeah and some people they learn it like people like janet jackson who have choreographers and all that kind of stuff around her you you can follow steps but then for the others like people like Nicki minaj she already had a level of that charismatic energy that we loved when she first came out in like 2008 2009 you know what I mean? Like, but I, I credit it to, I'm sorry, but what female rappers, New York, it's Cardi, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's Nikki and, and it's Lish. Like it's a new, the energy in New York is different because we already used to not sleeping, okay? <laughs> Our city don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it I want to know you know speaking of like other artists like who you said you look up to like Beyonce especially like sort of her the way that she does her work you know around her music yeah her work ethic and I think that's I, a lot of people have recognized that you know love or hate Beyonce she she got to where she's at because she worked her ear off right and so but like other than Beyonce who do you in like the music industry is there anyone that you're Missy Elliott oh okay my favorite yeah entertainer and then I'm gonna follow her with I was a TLC fan that was like really big for me and when I was like a little girl I mean they're so much older but it's like but, and then Sierra, like, I love, you notice I'm naming people who perform, yes. like, I am into that. Yeah. Like, Missy Elliott, like, honestly, I can't wait till somebody give me a million dollars so I can do Missy Elliott type videos. I'm waiting. <laughs> I be trying, but, you know, if you don't have, like, a, you know, 20 dancers and a budget to pay those people and practices and rehearsals and you know, the, the special effects and the smoke machines. And I actually did have a smoke machine in my last video. Okay, we get better. You know, it's the Anna Lighting director or whatever. We get better. We make yeah, it yeah, more. They're up but leveling yeah, happening. You know, but I definitely look up to people like Missy Elliott. Because when I was a little girl, when I, like, I can't remember all the videos. But I do remember Busta Rhymes and Missy Elliott videos. Those are people, like, I think about my childhood, and the thing about it is, if you don't appeal to children, the youth, then you have zero chances of making it to that level, yeah. because the reality is the youth are, with, like, TikTok and all that stuff is it's geared to the youth, mm. you know what I mean? Creativity. Like, I noticed also, like, my demographic that a lot of people who are attracted to me is also in their 30s and upwards of 40s, which is great because I, I guess I exude this feminine um, maturity or something. Yes. But I, I think that um, when I look for my goals and when finances will allow me, I'm definitely 
aiming towards the Missy Elliott and the Busta Rhymes. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do love, I do love that era as well. I mean, I think, I think we're like in the same era <laughs> with the ones you mentioned. I'm like, oh my God, yes, I grew up with. And it's just so amazing, you know. I, I'm wondering though, because um, when you look, when from the outside, looking at the music industry, especially the rap music industry as well, it can seem quite, um, I'm just going to say it how it is, and I, I apologize if I offend you or any of the listeners. You no, know, first of all, sex, this is a know, no offense zone. Just say oh, it yeah. straight. <laughs> you know, sexualized, you know, like uh, when uh, WAP came out, um, you know, hey. love or hate the song. <laughs> but the point is that, you know, people are like, well, this is new feminism and so on and so forth. Personally, I don't agree with that for my feminism, right. but, but that's a, a different conversation. But music like that is coming out and that's becoming trendy. So how does a Muslim artist come in and represent in a space like that? Like how have you have you done something? I always stay focused on the food on my plate. You understand what I'm saying? If shaking my ass is not an entree on my plate, then I don't have like I don't have to even speak on it. Because the reality is there is a space in a market for songs like WAP. If you are a married woman, the reality is your husband wants to hear some of that WAP talk sometimes. Don't nobody want to be and we're gonna be real. Like we gotta stop, like stop acting like clunk. Like we gotta stop that. Like the reality is that there's a place for everything. Yes. But I don't that's not what I put out there for the public. That's not something that is I consider myself to be attractive. I somewhat even say that sometimes I come off sexy. That's fine, but I'm not selling sex. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's a difference. So I don't really focus on what the other women are doing. And if I, if there is a space for me, I know there is a space for me. I just have to put the work in to build the correct market and to build that right fan base. Because the reality is once you get your fan base, you can tour and make money the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that mindset around it. And I love that approach that you have to it, because I think it's, you need to be so set on that. Otherwise it is either you're going to get swayed or you're going to get deterred, you know, like, deterred. Is that the word? I yeah, like absolutely. Okay. yeah. <laughs> As in like, you're going to give up almost, right? Is that's the yeah. word? Sorry. My yeah. I'm still, English is still only my second language, third language. So, so I'm still trying. <laughs> so you you smarter than us American folks. Don't apologize. You speak no, English no, better. That's just because I'm, you know, I'm mixed race, you know. <laughs> You speak English better than a lot of people who are here in America, okay? Oh, honey, thank you. <laughs> but um, I, I just, I'm, I, I think what you're doing is so inspiring. And I, I'm wondering, because you said yourself, you know, the net, if you can't win over the younger generations, right? How do you think about, so I personally find you super inspiring. I may not be the demographic that you want because I'm 34. So, I mean, youth, youth, youth. You're it. still there though. 20s and 30, like you're 34, that means you got money. That means you can buy concerts. Very tickets. true. Yes. <laughs> Very that means that you might have a daughter, like you, you're old enough to now have also that 12 and 13 year old daughter. I that have a might, daughter who's 12. <laughs> exactly. Who might want to go see a concert with you. And yeah. the thing about it is, so you're enjoying it and you don't have to worry about the content being too much to bring her along. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I, I don't 
when people when people say like, oh, but I feel like your fan base is here. I'm like, you know what? I'm completely fine with everyone in their 30s loving me because guess what happens? They're at an age where they have those young teen, preteen daughters that also like concerts and shows and entertainment. And it's something I'm giving something that both can enjoy together. Like so many people say like, like I have friends you know, Muslim, who was like, you know, they had to sneak off somewhere to be able to watch the WAP video for the first time, see what the hype was about, or to see the up video, or to see, they're like, I like to listen to these things, but I got to be conscious of if my ear pods are too loud or, you know what I mean? So I like to be, I love that I'm in a space where if I am saying something that might be suggestive, the reality is a 12 year old isn't going to probably get it until she's about 17 or 18 yeah. or married because there's a lot of songs in the early 90s and or late 90s that came out that I'm like listening to like, oh, my God, that's what they said that yeah. was on the radio. <laughs> because there was that tastefulness in the delivery. Yeah. So I feel like I'm. I'm at that. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I feel like I'm like that safe space. And I'm so happy uh, with it. Yeah, your your, your comment just made me immediately think about that. You know, I'm a Spice Girls girl. Yes! That was the freaking, oh, please. I had the dolls. Don't play with me. I had the tape of the movie. Don't play. Yes. I still like the movie. I think it's funny. Let me tell you. I have an amazing British accent because I studied the Spice Girls, yeah? And I have arguments with them, I, and with the British accent. I've had full-blown conversations with people and they never realized that I was a Yankee, yeah? Never. Not one <laughs> they were talking to a Yankee because I am quite well studied in Spice World, okay? <laughs> And that's and that is and that right there is because I'm rusty. I haven't I haven't even had a reason to do that in about like five years. Okay. Shout out to the Spice Girls. I love it. You know what? But you know that your comment because fellow Spice Girls fan and I loved Spice Girls the movie. I freaking it still love it. I still laugh at it today. You know, it's so good. Um, but your your comment just made me think of you know like when I was how old was I with Spice Girls like 12 13 14 something like that probably I was in you know like two become one what the night it's the night yeah that's such a grown-ass song exactly right I was singing that in front of my parents my my dad the imam and I'd be like yeah tonight is the night and not knowing what I was speaking of had no clue. No clue. <laughs> a level of tastefulness there. And they marketed their brand to younger children. Yes. But you know what's so crazy is now that I think about it, their outfits was not really child appropriate. Like posh, they were colorful. The little, the little Gucci dress, the little mm. Gucci dress. Oh, yes. the little yeah. Gucci dress. I got to get a little Gucci dress just for, for the sake of it. So. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if my husband would have <laughs> wearing it outside the house but I mean <laughs> but they were cute but I get what you're saying so what what is it what do you hope to inspire the the younger generation who listens to your music what hope what hopes do you have for them seeing you hearing you knowing that you're Muslim maybe not even knowing that you're Muslim but you know seeing that you're wearing these colorful you know head wraps hijabs things like that in your videos covered up not twerking like what's what are you hoping for in, in the younger generation 
Well, first, I'm hoping to learn how to properly twerk. <laughs> and then, no, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, honestly, just, be, it's, just life is limitless. You know what I mean? Don't allow anybody to put you in their boxes that they taped up for themselves. So I might be the Black girl in some rooms. Some rooms, I'm the Muslim girl. Mm. Some rooms, I'm the only girl. And I still can shine in all those spaces. And I think that all girls should look like that and feel like that. And but it's so crazy because I just volunteered at a basketball camp yesterday and they had me. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Thule. She plays pro ball over there in Europe. Um, hijabi sister. And she did a basketball camp, threw it together in a matter of weeks. And she asked me to also speak at the event because it's as entertainers who don't necessarily fit the mold of what is expected. It's like, but I'm doing it anyway and no one's yeah. stopping me. And what I'm doing is good. And even though people may not necessarily agree, they all, none of them agree at the beginning. Tuli was saying that she had, the way she had to break down to her mother why she needed to play basketball. She said, mother, I want to go to a four-year university. You don't have $60,000 a year to pay for it. Let me work towards this goal. She had to beg her mother to play basketball. Mm. You know what I mean? Because being a black, and she comes from African parents, you know what I mean? I think she's first generation here. Hijabi, ultra religious household. You want to play basketball. Like that's for boys. Yeah. You're a girl. And then you're a girl with the hijab on. So she said she had to present it to her mom a certain way for her to believe in it. Yeah. And then that I just want to get to college turned into a pro career of her doing what she loves. You understand? And she's, yeah. and she's, and she actually has a career. You know what I mean? And she's doing big things. Same thing with another sister who spoke. She's a comedian. And she goes, her parents were embarrassed by her at first until, oh, now my aunts and community members are like, oh my goodness, I saw this reel of your daughter. She's so funny. <laughs> now it's, ha, 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 we all can laugh. But at first it was like a level of like possibly shame. Mm. You know what I mean? But unfortunately everybody's a follower like so once like i know this one sister she's from trinidad and tobago she's a yogi flexible busting splits handstands all kinds of stuff and people would love to tell her that what she's doing is inappropriate and a hijab but the reality is she promotes a level of wellness and we talk about being muslims but a lot of us are not kind to our bodies exactly. you understand she she gives us a different element of spirituality within the dean. And I think that you have to be able to take from all those different things. And you also wanna be able to give what you have that is different to, uh, to the world. Mm -hmm. And rather it's in your community or not, because I have a lot of non-Muslim women who feel inspired and intrigued by me, again, more than Muslim women. Yeah. So yeah, so it's just, I tell people, do not allow people to put you in those boxes that they take themselves up in. I'm sorry that you're not bold enough to shoot for your dreams and your aspirations. I'm sorry that you're not motivated enough, that you're willing to get up and just make it happen and that you're not willing to sacrifice or you're not willing to build a team around you of people who are go-getters so that way y'all can all climb on each other's backs when the time comes. I'm sorry that that's not you but that has nothing to do with me and I'm going to keep doing what it is that I do and I'm going to succeed. And that's it. Oh, I love it. That girl, you just took us all to like the mosque and back again. That was the Friday sermon. <laughs> Everyone. 
like seriously and that's why you let me on clubhouse okay? yes <laughs> I am love I love I just I love your energy I love I love what you're doing I love what you're about I I can't Thank wish you. for more success for you than I am right now you know I I just I I absolutely love your message and I love that you're out there and you're doing it unapologetically and you're showing up for yourself the way that you are because so many people can't even do it half as much as you for one day do you know what I mean and so I think it's really really inspiring to see you going out there and doing it so fully and so um um what's the word I'm looking for it's not elegant it's like but it's kind of like that direction there's a word I'm looking for and it's not poised there's another word but I can't remember you're owning it you're carrying it and I can't really think of the word that I'm looking for but I guess it's just owning it I guess that's what I'm looking for you're owning it and that's why it's coming across very elegant it's coming across effortless it's coming across you know just very good (laughs) good from from my perspective and I'm really really I just want to give you that you know credit because I think that's very you need to hear that you know and and I guess as well by you saying that you don't have a whole lot of Muslim um supporters in the female world that makes me so sad because I'm like no support her you know she's this is amazing let her break barriers because those barriers are what's holding us back and minimizes us as as the ummah especially the female part of the ummah you know this is what makes us not do what we want to do which makes people think that we're suppressed and victims of of our religion do you know what I mean seriously that is true so I just want to give you so much props for that. I think what you're doing is amazing. And also because you're owning the femininity in, in the industry without, you know, as you said, you can, you can be sexy, but you're not selling sex. Exactly. That's huge difference in those two. Huge difference. I want to be sexy, but I'm not going out there trying to be. But if somebody looks at me and says, oh, well, she's a sexy woman, I ain't going to complain. And my husband will be like, yeah, well done, son. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah (laughs) um we're coming up on time though lish um the time's just gone by really really quickly but i would love i would absolutely love for the listeners to connect with you so where can they find you where can they get your music how can they support your work all that good stuff well lish 2x l-i-s-h the number two the letter x is on all platforms apple music itunes spotify deezer iheart all that good stuff. I am there. Check out my new EP entitled Covered Girls. It's playing on words like easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl, but it's yeah. covered girl. Okay. <laughs> um, I think my brother came up with that idea, like, but I'm not going to give the credit on this. Um, <laughs> you just did. <laughs> Do you want me to cut it out? <laughs> no, no, no. You can leave it. But um, on all platforms, follow me on Instagram, Lish2x, Clubhouse, Lish2x underscore, mm. Twitter, Lish2x underscore. Just Google Lish2x. I should pop up by this point. I've been on enough blogs where you should be able to find me somewhere. YouTube, please subscribe to my YouTube. My YouTube is really, really sad. Like, I can get the views, but can't get the subscriptions. Like, what is going on? Please subscribe to my YouTube. Help me. i'll go and subscribe right away and and all of you listeners you should absolutely do the same i promise you you won't regret it you know as i said to you lish when i when i reached out to you over on instagram and asked you to be a part of the podcast i was like look the sub the subtitle of the title of the podcast is muslim women don't uh, uh, fit the stereotype we break them and i'm just like you are it you know you're you're so defining that you're the definition of that phrase and i just 
I couldn't I couldn't be more grateful to have met you and 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 following you and I fully 100% support your work and if there's any ever anything that I can do for you just let me know because I you know you know I I want to be that I want to be that bitch who when you're up there you know on stage getting your platinum and everything like, like I, I, I was I helped <laughs> Absolutely. And the thing about it is, and I appreciate you so much for saying that because the reality is, and, and that goes both ways. If there's anything I can do for you, your platform, you need to, you know, reach out to different people, speakers, whatever you need. Don't hesitate. You see, like I try to get back and I know that I'm spotty with my messaging because I got so much going on, but everybody um, is that's called social media. I, I never, <laughs> I'm always, I, I try to keep myself accessible as much as possible. And if not, my publicist, her link is in my uh, bio. She's a lot faster at responding because that's literally her job. But, <laughs> but um, like, please, if you need anything, don't hesitate. Pro, whatever it is, I can do. Oh, I don't know so what sweet. I can do. All the way across the world, across the world. But anyway, Lish, I was absolutely, I, I, it was such a joy having you on this podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time. And yeah. also, especially because fitting me into your busy schedule, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you and I appreciate yeah. what you're doing. Jazak la khair and salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Thank you so much for listening in to today's episode. If you want to connect with me elsewhere, you can find the links to my socials on zarapedison.com. Before you go, I'd love it if you could leave me a review or tell a friend about the podcast. And if you're new here, you might as well subscribe. You'll be back. I know it. You know it. There's no point in delaying the commitment. Welcome to the sisterhood, babe. Until next time, please don't forget to live in love.